Hello and welcome into BTN's Take 10 Podcast. This is Alex Rue of BTN. This week's guest is Illinois Football's Director of High School Relations, Ashton Washington. Let's get into it. Take a look, listen, and enjoy. Look at here, look at here. With the catch, the finish! Oh my goodness, what a catch! Oh Energy, my goodness. enthusiasm. Ashton Washington in just a moment. First, a quick word from our sponsor, Northwestern University School of Professional Studies. You can build a solid foundation in the strategic, creative, and analytic skills that are essential for success in the business of sports. In the master's program in sports administration at Northwestern University. Find out more at sps.northwestern.edu slash sports. Now, Ashton Washington. All right, I'm very pleased to be joined by Illinois Football's Director of High School Relations, Ashton Washington. You can follow her on Twitter, at Ash3Washington. Coach A, how are you? Welcome. I'm good, Alex. How are you? Doing great, doing great. And, uh, you know, I just got to ask, because this is a a recent hire, I believe Illinois announced uh, your hiring on May 19th, which is obviously in the middle of everything going on, the, the coronavirus pandemic, before any athletes were even on campus. So... First off, have you made it to campus yet in Illinois? And just kind of how surreal is it to get a new job in this socially distant time? Uh, Well, no, I haven't made it to campus. I've never been to the state of Illinois in my life. (laughs) So this is going to be, you know, just a new overall journey. Uh, For me, just getting a job during this pandemic, I like to say the pandemic was a blessing in disguise. That's truly what it is. Um, I feel like if there was no pandemic, I don't think I would have been making history right now. Um, knowing me, I eventually would have, you know, somewhere down the line. But right now, like I, again, I said, it's a blessing in disguise. So how does that sort of interview process come about? Was there any hesitation about moving somewhere to a state you've never been? Uh, was there any second thoughts? How was your, how was your thought process throughout? Uh, thought process, pick up and go. You know what I mean? Uh, ready whenever. That's pretty much the mindset that I had about moving anywhere, you know, I've never been. Uh, I moved to Texas when I was five years old. My dad, he took a job offer out here. So we originally moved from Mississippi. And uh, with him, it was the same situation, not knowing anybody where you're going. Uh, You're taking your family to a whole nother state. But for me, I don't have a family. It's just me. (laughs) So it's just overall a good thing. Uh, I'm ready for, like I said, the new journey, the new excitement. I'm ready for Illinois football. And I like to say, I hope the state of Illinois is ready for me as much as I'm ready for them. Well, I'm in the state of Illinois. So I will, on behalf of the entire state, say that we are ready and we are ready for some Illinois football. So congratulations. Um, You know, not only is the pandemic going on, but you were brought on um, as a significant minority hire, you know, the first woman, the first African-American woman on Illinois staff. You're a product of of an HBCU. And, you know, you started about a week before the tragedy. George Floyd's death in Minneapolis. So how did everything that's gone on in, you know, in such a transformative time in American history from the, the events themselves in Minnesota to the worldwide protests to, to some of the changes that have already come about regarding racial injustice in the last couple of weeks? How have you sort of processed everything um, you know, as, as yourself, as an individual? Uh, personally, George Floyd's death was very hard to process for me. Um, one, being a minority, uh, second, being a black woman, and three, 
you know, having a little brother. Uh, we're six years apart. He's 18. So uh, according to law, he's legal. He's an adult now. And just seeing that, that could have been my brother. And, you know, I like to say that I would love for that not to happen to anyone. And I couldn't imagine that happening to, you know, my brother. So it touched me on a different level. Um, I definitely told my brother, you know, you know, what to do, what not to do. Be prepared at all times. You never know what might happen. Always carry your driving license when you're driving because you got a bad habit of not doing so. So you got to stay on this case about that because you never know what might happen if you're pulled over. And that's not a good feeling to have. But just overall, it, it hit me really hard. Um, I actually watched the funeral and I cried because that's how much it touched me. And that, that's my thoughts on it. It, it hurts still, even with the changes going on now, you know what I mean? Uh, I like the changes, but the changes of, you know, knocking down statues and painting Black Lives Matters on the streets in Washington, D.C. isn't going to bring George Floyd's life back. Um, but that, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, and one thing about Lovey Smith, you know, he clearly understands the importance of having diversity on his staff, you know, first Black coach to coach in a Super Bowl. And he, he really walks the walk when it comes to uh, minority hires. Like you said, it's not just about hashtags or slogans, um, especially for him. And I've been impressed with how, you know, some other Big Ten coaches have handled in the last couple of weeks. Lovey gave a powerful interview to Mike Tirico of uh, NBC and, and Ryan Day of Ohio State has been very outspoken. Jim Harbaugh marched in a protest rally uh, in Ann Arbor, especially like compared to some of the nonsense we've seen from other high profile college football coaches. I, I've, I've enjoyed um, you know, especially seeing how Lovey Smith responded. And he's been consistent. It's not like he just came out this last couple of weeks and said something. You know, in 2016 and 2017, when everything was going on with the, the kneeling in the NFL, he was saying about how he's making sure his guys were educated on the issues and, and making sure they were registered to vote. Um, so did you see Lovey's interview with Mike Tirico uh, in the last week or so? I did. Yeah, and what was your reaction to that? I loved it. Um, I love the fact how Coach Smith approached the, approached the whole thing. Um, he didn't rush to put out a statement, you know, to make everyone feel connected and da-da-da-da. It was more of the way his actions described the event. And that's what made me be like, wow, you know, this is incredible to work under somebody like this. Uh, to see him sit back, to watch for, for speaking, and, you know, to address us as staff members and our guys, our team and address them as well before ever, again, writing any type of statements or getting on media interviews. So it was just an act of and just seeing him take the actions. And what he said was incredible. I am very, I, you know, I really enjoyed that interview. And he said it, I think it was in 2019, don't be surprised if, you know, we have a, a woman on our staff sometime soon and, and here you are. So again, he backs it up. You, look, you are correct. <laughs> So there's no way, a good way to, you know, shift away from a topic like that. Um, and it is just sort of another unpleasant topic because of the coronavirus upheaval. And, and you said it, you know, it's been a blessing, but it did, um, I assume, cost you your job at the XFL, your previous job. Um, you know, in this case, like you said, it's kind of one of those one door closes and other opens type situations. But what was your experience with the XFL like from, you know, being something, being part of something that's new and, you know, as a young person yourself, how did that opportunity come about and what was it like? Um, so being a part of something that's new, it, it was incredible. You know, just being part of a startup, uh, seeing things grow and seeing things, you know, literally start from no team colors, no jerseys, no office building, you know what I mean? Like no nothing 
And just in a matter of four to five months, it's like this huge deal. And you see people walking around in stores with, you know, I was with the Houston Roughnecks, the same people walk around with Houston Roughnecks gear on. And it's like a little baby. I'm just like, when I saw it, you know, just people walking around with it, um, our gear and Academy, Dick Sporting Goods, I was like, wow, you know, this is forming into something that's huge. And then of course, you know, with the pandemic, it had to end. But I like to say the Houston Roughnecks were the best team in the league. We were definitely gonna win that XFL championship on April 26th. Look, I have the day and everything memorized. We were gonna win that. Um, and how did, uh, you know, how did you, one, find out the league was gonna fold? And did you have any sort of hints at that beforehand or was it kind of a surprise? It was honestly kind of a surprise. You know, when I left the office in early March or the first week of March, I never knew, you know, or never thought I wouldn't be going back to that office. So it, it was a complete shock, not just for myself, but for everyone across the league. And the way we found out was uh, through a Zoom call. It was through our league president, Jeffrey Polak. Um, he pretty much, um, you know, got on there. And the way his voice was kind of sounding and the way the conversation was drifting and what he was saying, uh, I sat there and I was like, you know, of course, no one can hear me on the Zoom call. I'm on mute. But I'm like, I feel like we're all about to lose our jobs right now. And you know how they say you speak things into existence? I think I spoke that into existence at that moment because that's exactly what happened. We were all terminated across the league. Well, luckily, you know, you didn't have to wait too long for your next next gig. Um, how did you get on Lovey Smith's radar? How did they find you? And, um, you know, what was your reaction when you got the call? Uh, well, it all goes back to Coach Joe Price. So he was actually the director of high school relations before me. So he was in this position that I'm in now. Uh, now he's with UTSA. But, you know, knowing him and, you know, just having him as a mentor for me, um, kind of just continued that relationship when he got to Illinois as well, once he left North Shore in Texas. And then, you know, he had me, uh, you know, meet the director of recruiting, Patrick Embleton. And again, just built a relationship. It wasn't necessarily on, you know, I need a job at this time because this was way before the XFL. This is probably when I was back in college last year. But it was, you know, not necessarily like, hey, I need a job, help me out. You know, this is what I want to do. It was just, again, building a relationship. I like to say it's an in-person LinkedIn. That's pretty much what it is. And again, just built that relationship with Patrick, built that relationship with Joe. Uh, Joe Price, coach Joe Price, he ended up leaving and heading to UTSA. Still, you know, kept that relationship with Patrick going. And then from there, um, I ended up uh, finding out that they had an open position through a mutual resource, Coach Tinker out of Georgia. And then from Coach Tinker, it kind of moved its way to Coach Lindsey and then back to, Co you know, back to Patrick, Coach Impleton. So it's like a big, like, little web, but it all filled the pieces correctly. Uh, one, I've never met Lovey Smith, Coach Lovey Smith. Uh, so the Zoom call that we had after all these pieces came together was a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call. It was just me and him. And he first started a call off with, you know, this call didn't just happen. This call happened through God. And when he said that, in my mind, I'm like, I want to work for this man. Like, you know what I mean? I, I just felt it. But I didn't tell him. I kept him on edge, of course. And that's kind of how that whole synopsis came together was through that web of connections or that in-person LinkedIn. And here we are now. And I, you know what's crazy? Um, I didn't know Coach Smith said uh, on February 4th that quote about, you know, one day there will be a woman walking around Smith Center or Smith Halls. So that was surreal to me, honestly. 
And just being on a one-on-one Zoom call with Coach Smith, again, that was a surreal moment. Because I'm like, how in the world does he know me? And that's kind of how it came about. Yeah, you talk about speaking something to existence. Lovey did just that. Um, what kind of feedback have you received maybe from the players or um, from others in the Illinois family since the hire was announced? Because I heard about it the day of, and, you know, it seemed like all the, the reaction was – was positive so what, what did you uh experience as far as people reaching out to you uh overall so far it's been very positive um you know of course you hear a little bit of negative sometimes because not everyone's gonna like you right so if you know i like to say if everyone likes you that's a problem so with that like i said it's it's been overall positive it's been positive from the players it's been positive from the staff uh been positive from coach smith it feels like, you know, I, like I said before, I've never met anyone in person. I haven't met any of our players in person. I haven't met anyone on staff in person. So just being on Zoom calls and having, you know, the ability to feel welcomed and like I'm a part of a family now is amazing. So, you know, just thank you to all of them. Uh, I know you come from a football family. You mentioned your brother earlier. Um, how did you really become interested in the sport? And, you know, take me through your football resume. How, like. Pitch me like it's an elevator pitch or something. Okay. Uh, well, I started sports. I started playing basketball when I was five, right? I've uh, been around sports my entire life. Uh, grandpa coached collegiate sports. He coached uh, women's basketball and men's baseball. Dad played at Mississippi State for football, played at Air Force Academy for football. Um, brother, he's just signed to Penn State at this past December. So we got a little Big Ten rivalry in the house, which I love because I'm very competitive. Um, my cousin, Josh Dobbs, uh, quarterback, he played at Tennessee, uh, played the Steelers and now he's with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, another cousin, uh, Tyler Tolbert, he currently plays with the Kansas City Royals and he played baseball at UAB, so University of Alabama, Birmingham. And then I got another cousin, uh, Tyler, uh, not Tyler, <laughs> I looked up Tyler again, uh, got Stephen Dobbs. He played baseball at the University of Alabama, Birmingham. So he played with Tyler, him and Tyler played together. But like I said, it's just been a family deal. I've always been around sports, always been around football. Uh, I am the only girl as far as, you know, sibling-wise, me and my brother, and then, of course, close cousin, that close-knit of cousins. It's all boys, it's all guys. I don't have any aunts, <laughs> so I have all uncles. I Literally, I only have my mom and then, of course, my two grandmas. But that's kind of the background about it, and that's how it came about, just being around it my entire life. Uh, there's a story my papa he tells, the one that coached collegiate sports, and he always says, you know, he used to bring me to the women's basketball practice in my little car seat. And I probably don't remember it, of course, but he would carry me around to practice. So, uh, again, I've always been around it. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. You talk about your brother. Um, you know, they've got a cook in at Penn State right now. Do you have any sort of bet that when Illinois and Penn State play, like I don't think they play until 2021. Yeah, we play 2021 in yeah. October. <laughs> <laughs> so what would, you know, maybe you don't have something yet. That's a little ways off, but what would be a bet that you might have with your brother when that day does come? Uh, well, you want to know how that bet went. So I automatically said, you know, Illinois coming on top, you know, we're going to beat Penn State. We're going to make history. And Parker, uh, he comes back and says, he's very quiet. Um, he goes, okay. He said, but when <laughs> we beat y'all, just don't worry anymore. I said, okay. Like, and you know, it just ended it like that. It was, it was a wrap. So uh, my dad, he likes to say, I'm my brother's alter ego. So I'm the one that's going to talk. I'm going to be loud, you know. And then Parker, he's just laid back, um, you know, just sitting there 
ready to dominate, win at all times. So it's, it's a big rivalry, like I said. I told mom, I said, you either got to wear a Penn State or Illinois shirt or a Big Ten. And so, you know, of course, I prefer you just you just stay neutral. You wear a Big Ten t-shirt. I mean, I can I can get her some gear if, you know, if you want the neutral, the BTN gear. I got plenty <laughs> of that laying around. Uh, she just needs neutral. <laughs> exactly. Did you uh, ever get to the Penn State campus, you know, maybe with your brother on a visit or something like that? Yes, so I went up on an unofficial visit with Parker. Um, met with Coach Franklin, met with all the Penn State coaches, staff, everything. I absolutely love that campus, right? I love what Coach Franklin's doing. And for Parker, it was all about, you know, where do you feel comfortable? It's not what Ashton feels or mom or dad. You're going to be there for the next three to four years. So you got to be able to like that receiver coach. You got to be able to like the people and the teammates that you're going to be around. And most importantly, you got to be able to like the head coach and what the, where the head coach is trying to take the program. And that was his main thing. He, he went to Penn State twice to visit. And he's like, you know, this is just home. This is where I want to be. And from there, you know, shook Coach Franklin's hand, he did. Uh, made that old school commitment and made it happen. And here we are. It wasn't any of the uh, the hats or the, the fancy videos and all that that we see these days. Just the, the handshake and that was it? So he did the handshake. And I like to say Parker's an old soul. So did the handshake with Franklin, you know, and from there uh, made his, of course, that little fancy commitment video. But it was never, you know, another situation between right. I'm going to commit to Penn State, but then I'm going to decommit to Penn State, and then I'm going to commit to this school, and then I'm going to, you know, come back to Penn State. It was never that. Right. Um, I mean, I, I would make a video if I was good enough to play college sports. <laughs> I would 100% try and get as much cloud as I could. Um, yeah. <laughs> so take me through, you know, your role, the director of, of high school relations for Illinois. I know, you know, you're not on campus yet, and you probably haven't got to do as much as, you, as you'd like, but um, what have you done as far as groundwork goes and what are some of the day-to-day -day responsibilities that, that Coach Smith described to you when you took the job? Uh, so Coach Smith, you know, when he described the job, he pretty much came off as, you know, he wanted to continue this innovative culture, mm -hmm. um, you know, just bring in new fresh ideas on how we can tackle recruiting even more and bring in recruits from, you know, not only across the nation, but most importantly, the state of Illinois. How can we tap back into the state how can we make them feel the love again for our program or for our in-state program? So that was pretty much kind of the to-do list from him. And, you know, I always say, you know, no one ever gave me like a check off, check off box list. It was just like, you know, this is what we like, this is what we want to do, and this is how we're trying to take this program. So I kind of took that as some keys, put it in my little vehicle, and now I'm taking off with it. I'm enjoying it. It's been very busy each week, um, you know, no complaints. Because again, I love what I'm doing. Uh, I feel that we're bringing something different now. You know, they, they've already been in a very, very good direction. And I'm glad to be a part of something that's continually in that good direction or that different direction. So that, that's pretty much my to-do list as of now. <laughs> right, and you kind of touched on it there. You know, one of your jobs as a, as a young woman seems like it's to make Illinois football cool, right? And, and when I was a student there, you know, I went to all the games. I've always been into it because I grew up around there. and, and and been an Illinois football uh, follower. But, you know, when I was in school, it was the farthest thing from cool. They weren't very good. Um, it got a little better since like 2016 when the whole Liddyville branding kind of took off. And I, I've heard you refer to it as, uh, as Illy, which, you know, just sounds cool, like straight up. So how, how, do you make, how, do you, how do you make the idea of Illinois football cool to high school kids, whether they're from Illinois or not? Well, look, I didn't even know you heard the Illy. 
So, um, but yeah, you, you got to just make it different. I think the key thing to it, or like, I don't want to give the secrets away, but the key thing to it is having some hype videos. You got to have hype videos with music that these kids or these guys can relate to, or they can jam to, right? I remember uh, this is way before Pinch State was in the picture for my brother, or way before, you know, even his big recruitment started happening. Uh, LSU came out with a video. And it was like the Mo Bamba song and they were all in the stadium and they were going crazy. He played that video probably like 50 million times, like over and over and over. So that kind of resonated with me. I'm like, these videos are, you know, they do something with the, with these high school guys, you know, they leave a mark on them or somebody's playing it 50 million times. I want to do that same thing for Illinois football, right? With, you know, our videographer, our graphics guy, how can we, make a video or a graphic or something that resonates with a high school kid or high school guy and have him play it 50 million times. So that's just a key thing to it, I think. Just having something they can relate to, music they can relate to. Even if they don't relate to the music, just something with a nice beat or something like that, it, it changes. It's something little changes, you know, something so big. They, they love those like edits too, you know, their recruits are always retweeting themselves in the in the jerseys and the photoshop and all that stuff it's you know you're, you're spot on about what you know what what kids will will resonate with um and you know something else that's really cool that that was not there when i was there is the new facility um obviously you have not been there yet have you seen any sort of virtual tour of the smith center um because i i've been in that building once uh last year we got to tour it and it really is unbelievable so again like you said i've never been to the smith center i've never been there never been on campus but with the virtual tours that we were doing at the beginning of, you know, once I first started that first week with our recruits, right? So that was my first time. So I was on literally on a virtual tour with them, you know, going through it like, wow, wow, this is here. This is their nutrition bar. Oh my goodness. You know what I mean? So, oh, by the way, on top of the uh, facility, there's a putt-putt, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you say, a, a field court? Yeah, putt-putt course. It, was, it wasn't quite finished when I was there, but I saw, like, where it was going to be. It's wild. Yeah, it, it's unbelievable. I can't wait to get up there. But I know, of course, you know, again, with the pandemic, everything's going to be different as far as what we can do, what we can't do, uh, stand close together uh, with people that we, you know, been around for so long and just kind of make it up small groups. You can't do this, can't do that, got to wear a mask. It's going to be different when we get up there. It's going to be very different. And I will say it's even better, I think, in person. It's one of those things that you can't really get the whole vibe when you're just doing a virtual tour. And and I don't know if uh, if anyone at Illinois knows this, but I think I kind of broke the, bo the bowling alley um, when I was there because we <laughs> – we uh, got a tour and like they let us like bowl and I, I bowled one ball and it like got stuck um, and none of the bowling balls would return. And I think and I'm usually good at bowling, but this time I think it was a gutter ball and it just messed the whole thing up and I just kind of walked away. So I hope Alex, they've uh, I hope Alex, they fi fixed it. <laughs> Alex, we're not bringing you back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You gotta give me another chance. Look, we're gonna keep you on the first floor. <laughs> uh, so, you know, beyond the facility, like, we, we know that the, the facility is great. We know the team is on the upswing because of, uh, you know, their first bowl game in, in five years last year. Uh, going into 2020, you know, the schedule looks pretty favorable. The roster is upperclassmen heavy. It all kind of lines up. So, assuming we do indeed have a full season, 
Um, you know, I'm not sure how much you've, you've looked, you know, through the schedule and all that yet, but what are your expectations for Illinois football in your, in your debut? Uh, expectations. I don't want to promise anything to anyone, right? I don't want to promise anything to the fans. Just know that these guys are going to come even harder than last year, right? I know the biggest game was the win over Wisconsin. There's going to be a lot of big games that we're going to play in. And, you know, we're going to battle to the very end. Win or lose, we're going to battle. And you're going to see a whole new dynamic in our players, our coaching staff, everybody. Everybody's just ready. I know you saw Coach Smith shave off his beard, you know. When we saw that, you know, that automatically meant this is business time, you know. It's already, you know, it's always been business, but this season's a little bit different. So, you know, like I said, I can't make any promises. Just know we're going to battle to the end. And it's did, he say, did he say why he shaved the beard, by the way? No. We didn't even know. He popped up on um, a staff meeting. No beard. And we were all like, <laughs> no beard at all. Unbelievable. After, you know, two or three years or whatever it was, and he just kind of pops up like, like nothing happened, like nothing's different. Hey, when it gets cold, it'll be back. I promise. Watch. He hasn't said it, but I know for a fact when it gets cold, it's going to be back. Plus, if it's kind of the whole, like, Santa Claus moniker, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, before we wrap up, I do want to ask some non-Illinois uh, questions just to just so people can get to know you, you know, outside of your role. Um, what is your favorite NFL team? Ooh, I actually don't have a favorite NFL team. I have favorite NFL players, but not a team. Okay, let's hear them. Uh, favorite NFL player off the back, Odell Beckham. <laughs> Odell Beckham's so saucy. Like, he is. He, I, I love it. I love, you know, what he brings to the game of football. Uh, just his, I like to say his swag. He's different. It's, it's nice to be different. I like to say, you know, why not Illinois football? Why not be different? Come be different with us. All right. What about uh, outside of football? Um, do you have any favorite sports besides, besides football? Uh, besides football, so my favorite sport as of now, uh, it's become NASCAR. It, yeah. It, it, it's become NASCAR seriously just because of what they're doing during this movement, the changes that they've made, big changes that they've made, uh, you know, and willing to sacrifice their fans and, you know, losing fans for the changes that they've done. And my play, you know, I'd say my player or my driver from NASCAR is Bubba Wallace, 100%. Um, loved him before this. And now it's even more love and respect for him as a person outside of that car. So, you know, again, he's taking big sacrifices just like the league. Yeah, definitely an example of some of the positive changes that have come about in the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, so how about, how about some of your interests away from, away from football? I know you mentioned, you know, some of the music that goes into those hype videos. Are you, uh, are you a big music fan? Um, you know, Netflix, any TV shows? What are some of your hobbies or interests outside of sports? Love music. Uh, love Netflix. <laughs> uh, I'm a nerd. I love to read. I love reading. I'm actually currently reading uh, This Will Never Work or Things Will Never Work. It's a, a book about how Netflix came about. So the uh, co-owner or co-founder of Netflix, he wrote the book. It's really good. I, that's a book that you should definitely read. It's big, but it's worth the read. Um, and then music-wise, it's got to be Lil Baby. It's got to be Drake. Like, it's, you know what I mean? It's got to be the hype songs. That's what I love to listen to. That's what gets me in my mode. And then I'm a really religious person, so I love gospel music. But those are going to be my three. Well, I'm a big Drake fan as well. Lil Baby's Houston, right? He's a Houston rapper? No. It He's not? Atlanta, right? Oh, maybe. See, that shows how much I know. 
<laughs> I was trying to I was trying to tie it in with your Texas roots, and I just you know I well, was swinging a miss. You, you can tie in, you know, Lil Kiki, hometown, you know, Slim Thug, Paul Wall, you know, there you go. There we go. <laughs> I know Houston. Yeah, Houston's got a, a very deep rap scene, but uh, no, I'm 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 a big Drake guy. Uh, I'm almost like to the point where my friends make fun of me because I'm such a Drake Drake stan. So you no, know, Drake, he has a connection, a little connection with Houston because he does all the music, you know, remixes him with Pimp C and all the Houston legends. So. Right. I, I right. Count- a little bit as a Houstonian and Travis Scott and all that Astro World. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, all right. So before we wrap up, last question. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the interview now because you've never been to Illinois. You've never been to Champaign. I grew up there and I went to school there. So do you have any questions for me about moving to Champaign Urbana? You know, I I can kind of be like uh, a virtual tour guide of sorts. I will one. Where's the good food at? Okay, good food. Um, I will say the place that everyone loves, and I, lo- I love it as well. You know, so this isn't just my opinion. This is all beats again. When we stop there, um, a- as a company, we always go to this place called Black Dog. It's barbecue, um, which is in downtown Champaign. There's also some really good pizza called um, Papa Dell's. So it's like I don't know if you've heard about Chicago style pizza, the, the deep dish and all that. The thin crust is the real Chicago style. So there's thin crust, which is really good too, and it is real Chicago. The deep dish is kind of touristy, but Champagne also has a deep dish spot, which is called Papa Dell's. So they also do thin crust, so you can kind of go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one I'll shout out, just because it was like me and my friend's favorite spot in high school, and it's, it's kind of under the radar. People don't know about it if you're from out of town. It's called uh, Dos Reales. It's Mexican. Oh. And yeah, and it's really, really good, really uh, at a good price. And, um, you know, you, you won't hear about Dos Reales if you're just asking somebody who's just passing through. Like, this is the, the local opinion. Hit up Dos Reales after you hit up Black Dog and Papa Dell's. I will, I'm going to keep those on my list. I, I look, I, like I said, I need some good food spots. <laughs> exactly. They're, and I can come up with some more. I'll, uh, you know, I'll send them to you as I think of them. But uh, appreciate you, you know, you jumping on. If you have any other questions about Illinois, feel free to reach out. But, um, you know, beyond that, Thanks so much for fitting this interview into your busy schedule. I know you're hitting the ground running. I've done a lot of media interviews, so appreciate it. And best of luck in uh, your new endeavor. Look, thank you for having me. And again, go Illy. Illy, (laughs) Illy. The Illy special. Illy rock on any block. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you again. Thanks once again to Ashton for joining the show. Really cool opportunity uh, for her and cool opportunity for me to interview her. Hopefully she can get up to Champaign soon and hopefully uh football season gets going you know as far as workouts and everybody stays safe and you know i know illinois athletes returned to campus this past week and a lot of schools are doing the same across the big 10 with their athletes but um hopefully they can get everything going in a a safe and uh, uh productive manner on all these big 10 campuses and we have football in the fall so stay tuned for that um appreciate everyone continuing to tune in to listen uh, especially if you checked out the uh, episode last week. It was a little different with our uh, BTN, or uh, with my BTN coworkers, um, just in the wake of the George Floyd uh, death in Minneapolis and, and everything going on surrounding racial injustice in the country. Highly encourage people to check that out. It was with uh, Joshua Perry, Coley Harvey, and Harold Shelton, uh, three of my coworkers at the Big Ten Network. And they had some really... Uh, powerful words and a powerful message 
So definitely check that out if you haven't already. Feel free to also go back, um, you know, throughout the archives of the Take 10 podcast and, and catch up and listen to some, uh, you know, a diverse set of voices and continue to, you know, hopefully pass the time as things start to open back up across Big Ten country and across the United States. So continue to stick with us. We'll continue to put out content throughout the summer as we move toward fall and hopefully a fall full of sports. And um, appreciate everyone out there who has listened and continues to listen. Thank you to Julie Bronder for stitching this together as always. And we'll talk to everyone soon here on the Take 10 Podcast.